Hey everyone, it's Jocelyn. I'm coming to you with another edition of Leap. Uh, today, my guest is this incredible being and ray of light, Kayla Ferguson. Kayla and I had the very good fortune of meeting last year and went through some coursework together and blew up our lives in a really amazing way. So Kayla has been working on this incredible project. She's actually the CEO and founder of The Same Plate. And Kayla, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself background and what what inspired you to start the same place sure yeah i actually love telling this story because it brings together so many parts of my life that at least to me are interesting i don't know hopefully other people find them interesting too but um the same plate i started it at the end of um 2018 and for it to kind of make sense i'll give really quick backstory um i was born and raised here in denver i went out to california for school uh, i studied film i worked in hollywood for a while and after about four to five years in Hollywood decided that that was not going to be um, a long-term thing for me. It just wasn't really a fit. I didn't know what else to do though. So I bought um, a plane ticket, left Los Angeles for Tokyo and did a 26 country trip around the world. That took me 363 days. Um, that was me I, that was figuring out how to push the reset button, you know, really trying to evaluate, okay, what do I want to do for the rest of my life now that I'm in my mid twenties and trying to figure that out. Um, so I spent a year, 2015 and 2016, doing this incredible trip, you know, Japan, Thailand, India, Europe, South America. And I got back here in May of 2016 with no job, no money. So that's why I came back to Denver. I was born and raised here. My parents were still here, so they took me in <laughs> after my adventure. Um, and then I took a little time getting my feet back on the ground, um, which was admittedly more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but it was at the end of 2018, after I'd been back here for, you know, 18 months or so, and I was just feeling, um, there was like an itch that I couldn't scratch. And I, you know, was at an Indian restaurant one night, and I was like, you know, what I miss is like being a part of different cultures and meeting people, you know, with vastly different life experience than me. Because, you know, when, once we get back into kind of like the routine of life, we oftentimes are surrounded by people with very similar worldviews, which is not a problem, um, but I was missing that connection to things totally outside of my comfort zone and, and different cultures. So I didn't have the resources having just gotten back, you know, 18 months before to do another around the world trip. But I started thinking, I was like, you know, Denver actually has a lot of, um, it's like a pipeline for a lot of immigrant and refugee communities, meaning we have a lot of diversity here. Um, and that's, you know, that's a great place to start. It like, why would I not want to go meet the communities in my own backyard? And I'm a huge, foodie. I love food. Um, and one thing people almost always bring with them within their culture is food. You know, there's restaurants of like every type here in Denver. Uh, there are sometimes more hidden I found, you know, it's not like being in Brooklyn or being in Los Angeles where things are super mixed together. They're kind of hidden, but you know, that seems like fun to go try and find them. So I started putting together monthly dinners at different restaurants around the city. So one month was, one month was Ethiopian, uh, Polish, I did Middle Eastern, Indian, Peruvian, um, and then the list just kind of kept growing. And by the third month, I had 30 people coming to these dinners. Um, the restaurants loved the patronage that was coming in. People loved having kind of that barrier to access to different cultures broken down for them, which I was happy to do. <laughs> um, and then it just kind of grew from there, you know, 2018, or, most of 2019, I was kind of just piloting different concepts, doing cultural cooking classes with chefs from different places around the world, doing pop-up dinners, doing dinners at restaurants, and just really seeing, you know, what experiences resonated with people. And then I kind of, I guess, formally launched about, well, not formally launched, but I turned it into a more 
um, solidified enterprise, you know, towards the end of 2019 after piloting all these ideas. And I've been growing it ever since, which wasn't really that long ago. Time has kind of been a weird warp <laughs> these past couple months. Uh, but that's the background on the same plate. Yeah. And, and the reason I really wanted to, to bring you on today was you posted something, I think just yesterday, maybe it was the day, before, you know, I think it was just yesterday. Um, given the, the temperature of what's happening now, we, we know that restaurants are closed, the doors are closed, or yes, they're doing takeout, and we know that so, there are so, so, so many people that are now out of work, and you know, your, current, your current business model of, of having these group dinners has now shifted. Um, and now that you, you created a partnership, and, and that's really what I wanted to talk quite a bit about today, was given this new space that we're in, who knows how long we're going to be in this space, and who knows what it's going to look like when things quiet down, because they will. Um, we know they will. It's going to look different. But I wanted to focus on what, your, what impact you're making on your community right now, so the people that you care about, people that you're bringing together, and um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about your partnership with Craft, the City Craft Foundation. Yeah, yeah, so this is, I'm really excited about this. I've been working on it for about two weeks and, and it's really, it's perfect because even when I started doing the same plate dinners, I, I did have a really big interest in still having it be of benefit to the community. You know, not, sure I'm ultimately aiming to make a profit off of a business that I'm spending a lot of time on, but I really wanted to have a positive impact on the community. I've been studying a lot of models about like B corporations, you know, looking at Patagonia, they're very profitable and they support the environment. Like I think business doesn't have to be either or. I really think it can be both. So starting the same plate, I really, you know, did want to impact my community. I was finding a way to do it, you know, by supporting um, local immigrant and refugee families, um, you know, expanding people's awareness of these communities right here in our own backyard. So that was always um, a mission of mine. And then, as you mentioned, uh, things shifted pretty quickly <laughs> here in the last couple of months. All of the events that I was putting on have come to a halt. Um, and so I, for the first week or two, you know, I really wasn't sure if I'm being totally honest, I, I didn't know what to do. I was seeing all these people post these virtual events and a lot of people jumped into immediate action, you know, getting food to elderly um, people in our community. And all of those initiatives were really great. Um, but I didn't see them as necessarily the best place to put my energy. So many people were already doing those things, you know, and I didn't necessarily need to add my voice to these already thriving initiatives. Um, so it, I, for about a week and a half, I kind of just sat <laughs> trying to figure out what to do. Um, I did in that time have a number of restaurants that I've gone to for my same plate dinners uh, reach out to me. Um, I wouldn't say in like huge distress, but there was definitely a tone of we, we don't know what to do. You know, we already have pretty, usually small restaurants. I don't know how much you know about the restaurant industry, but small restaurants usually don't have huge margins. You know, some of the big chains have bigger margins because just of their breadth, but small local restaurants usually function on pretty thin margins. So losing even two months of patronage can be really, really stressful on their bottom line. Um, so I was like, oh, I, how can I support these restaurants? Around the same time that I was talking to these restaurants, I had a group of women in West Denver reach out to me um, wanting to deliver food to local hospitals. Um, they have, some of them are nurses, some of them have people in those hospitals, and 
given my access to different restaurants and food communities, um, I got put in contact with them. And through that conversation, we found a way to, you know, they were already collecting money for food donations. And I saw a way we could use that money and support our local restaurants, specifically the ones that I go to for the same plate and have like a mutually beneficial initiative. You know, we have people who are not in as much of a financial, you know, stress as, as others donate money. We do then disperse that money to different local restaurants to make takeout orders. And then those takeout orders go to our emergency personnel at hospitals. Um, because I know it's no secret to anybody, the stress that those systems are feeling right now and the hours those people, I guess we could probably call them heroes, are putting in right now. So being able to support them, even with just like a nice meal, uh, feels like something to do. Uh, and being able to also support our local business with you know food and these restaurants that really do want to still contribute to the community somehow, even with these restaurants being closed, felt like kind of a perfect fusion. So I ended up partnering with CityCraft Foundation, who I'll give a shout out to, because the same plate was not, um, is not, was not a nonprofit corporate or foundation. Um, so in order to accept donations, um, I needed a partnership with a, a local nonprofit that we could, you know, fuse our, our resources together. Um, and CityCraft has been great. They've been kind of in the West Denver Sun Valley neighborhood since 2014, um, really focused on um, community initiatives, on building sustainable communities. Um, and so they felt kind of like a perfect fit for something like that. So we kind of finalized our partnership about two or three days ago. We've all been sending it out to our network. Within the last 36 hours, we've raised, we, I think we raised about $1,600. Um, that's gonna be going to these restaurants to start, um, to bring meals to the hospitals on you know a rotating basis for the foreseeable future. I mean, that's kind of one of the interesting things about this is we don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> it could, right, there's an immediate need, right? And also our economy is going to take a long time to bounce back from this. So, you know, seeing how this kind of initiative can pivot and shift and continue to support local business, our hospitals that aren't going to necessarily be re re like relieved of their stress overnight. Um, is, we'll see how that goes in the next couple of months. Um, but it was really, I, I just, I love feeling like, you know, multiple people in the community can all come together and support two really important pieces, you know, our local business and our food entities and then our hospitals as well, you know, during this time that really no one is really <laughs> able to totally understand, you know, so it's been really, really fun to put it together. It's felt very meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for the clarification. I my apologies, I did think that same plate was nonprofit. So thank you for that clarification on, on that aspect. Um, but I want to really jump into, first of all, you left into action. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what did that do for you? How did that feel? That's a good question, because, and we've chatted a little bit about this, but I, I'm not really one that knows how to sit still. I, I always like to be doing things. Um, that's really been beneficial for me, you know, sometimes maybe not, <laughs> sometimes a little bit of stillness is helpful. Um, but it was kind of unique when this first happened, that was my first experience of not having kind of an immediate idea about what to do. Um, I don't know if that sounds arrogant, but usually ideas are not hard for me to come by. And just given the, the unprecedented nature of what's going on, I definitely did feel stopped for a week and a half, which isn't that long, but for me, it felt like a very long time. Um, and I really discovered though, that kind of in the quiet and just like being with just everything that's happening, not having to force anything, just watching and observing and really 
spending some time for me myself to figure out what's you know important for me in my community it kind of just opened up itself you know i started to get text messages i got emails and then there was all the pieces there for me to go into action putting together um so i, I feel like i can't even really take too too much credit i suppose i've i you know saw the jigsaw puzzle and put the pieces together so that's cool but all these other people in the community put those pieces in front of me you know and that's that i think that came out of a little bit of stillness and the quiet that at least i experienced when all of this started um so now there is definitely there is action to be taking every day which i love because i do I think all of us are feeling called to a certain extent to somehow support our community, even if we don't know how. Um, so having a way to act on that um, just does bring me some peace. Um, and I'm balancing that with noticing what can come out of the quiet, you know, if we're willing to listen. So that's been, you know, it's been some great lessons and some great things that have been able to be created in the midst of, of kind of chaos. It's, you know, kind of feels like a, a little oasis of calm for me, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And yes, you're right. We did talk a little bit about this getting ready for, for the recording is, you know, we both came into this conversation with what quite a bit of optimism about what's happening in the world around us. And then I and neither of us and I against I don't want to speak for you, you'd agree to this, you'd agree as well. I don't mean to dismiss the levity of our current situation and people getting sick and, and what's happening in our hospital settings and, and people dying like that is not that's not to be excused or be or made small what can be highlighted here is all the opportunities this is fertile soil for us to come together as people is yeah. in the community who want to create a community who want to create impact yeah this is this is the opportunity that we have because we got this sort of time out, right? Right. There were a lot of us, not everybody, but there been in a lot of ways we've been asked to stay home. Right. We've been asked to go out for essentials only. We've been asked to be settled and quiet within ourselves. And that is the breeding ground for great, great opportunity and creativity. Yeah. And the make impact. Because in you and I talked about this too. I sat here and said, where's mine? What, what is my contribution to what's happening in society right now and today? And how can I uplift? Because that makes me feel good. And there's someone out there who's going to get me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think too, like it's, real, it's all these things that I've seen happening just in Denver. And I'm, you know, that's just a tiny little city and the whole world has, initiatives happening, which is just incredible when you think about the scale of humanity and what they can come together to do. Um, but I, I do think it highlights, you know, this idea of, of business and impact don't have to be separate from each other. Like, I really think, you know, we can create sustainable abundance for ourselves, for the economy, be that financial or resources or whatever it might be. We can create that and have it have a really incredible impact on our communities. You know, I think for way too long, we've had this idea that, okay, I make my money over here and then I do my feel good impact thing over here. Um, and we've had them be separate. And I just, I just fundamentally don't believe that's the way it has to be. I think we can have unlimited abundance in all areas. And we're starting to see initiatives that 
are, are touching on that. You know, people do want to give up themselves. They do want to give up their resources. People also, you know, I've seen a lot of people open to receiving that maybe in the past wouldn't have been super open to receiving because this is a whole new, you know, world that we're living in. And so I, I, it excites me what's going on again, not to diminish the stress that millions of people are feeling. Um, I, I want to be really like um, compassionate towards that. Um, but if we take a step back from that, with the opportunity it's offering us as humanity to grow our abundance and just our impact and our sustainability in this on this earth is really incredible. And I feel very fortunate and grateful that I'm in a place in which I can focus on that um, for the people who maybe can't right now because of their own individual situations. So why would I not jump into action? You know, I, I have the great fortune to be in a place right now where I can. So I'm going to use the resources that I have to, you know, be of benefit to my community. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. So to that end, did you, when you started this process in just these last two weeks, was there ever a moment that you had a doubt or was there any time that you sort of stopped yourself and said, is this the right thing? You know, I would say almost every day I doubt a lot of, ever since I started the same play, I'll have doubt creep in, you know, is, is this a good idea? Like, is it, am I just wasting my time? You know, I think that's kind of part of creating something is the doubt that's there and the, the, you get the power from putting the doubt aside and being like, thanks for telling me that. Cool. I heard you. And I have this commitment to something bigger, you know, like there's certainly, you know, creating a partnership, it all came together very quickly, you know? And so there were times when it was like, Oh, I'm not, this is some new territory for me. Is this, am I moving too quickly? There was definitely doubt there. Um, but ultimately it came down to, you know, I trust every single person I'm in this process with like, great trust for these people and we're all committed to the same thing you know and we're all learning as we go this is new territory for everybody <laughs> we're all just kind of in this together and at the end of the day you know that support is the most important thing and me having the impact i want to have on my community it speaks louder than the doubt so certainly because this is just such unprecedented times i mean who knows is you know question is this actually going to be impactful like is it rude to ask people to donate money when so many people are in financial distress like all these conversations come up um and at the end of the day you know if you listen to all of them then i would never get out of bed <laughs> you know um so i just know as a community what we can do together and getting up every day to create that community it lessens that voice that you know always wants to talk <laughs> so. Who is important to you? What communities are important to you that you want to impact? Oh, man. I mean, I, it started, you know, just, oh, I want my friends to have like this cool, when I started the same play, it's like, oh, I'd love for my friends and my community to be able to, they're adventurous people, they like to travel, this would be so cool. And like, oh, and then all these, you know, communities, the Ethiopian community in Denver and the the Middle Eastern community in Denver, I'd love to get to know them and bring people into their restaurants and just like break down whatever perceived barriers we have between our cultures, you know, that would be super cool. Um, then it started expanding to, you know, the youth in these communities at like in the Sun Valley neighborhood and Sun Valley kitchen. And then, you know, that kind of expanded to all of West Denver. Um, now, you know, I, I have elderly grandparents that live in West Denver. I have friends who are nurses in the Denver area. So now it's just like every day, it's like there's a new expansion of the community. Cause once you start looking at it, none of it's separate. 
you know, like these people might be over here doing their thing and these nurses over here doing their thing and I'm over here doing my thing. But at the end of the day, none of us are functioning alone. That's the fact, the very nature of being human is that we're all connected. And I know people hear that all the time. Like we just hear it so frequently now, but once you like really get that, you know, it's, there's no way you can't impact everybody. Cause like I'm just, that's what people say. Right. And so it's grown from, it started as a small thing and now, you know, I want to, people out in Los Angeles. I love them too. You know, I'm not immediately like geographically connected to them, but as a country and as a world, you know, every little bit, every support to every person on the planet, it brings us closer together and brings us closer to, I don't want to say recovering because that sounds disempowering, but really, you know, realizing what's going to come out of this and using it to, to be the next way we're going to be as humans you know to heal i'm going to go ahead and say we get to heal right now and i'm not talking about the virus i am talking about humanity yeah um, in a large scale um we took you know just touching on the, the piece that in some ways yes we've been asked to to take a time out and take some quiet time you are clearly not doing that and 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 you're clearly because what you're doing is you're leaping into action and saying okay this is I cause this is what I'm going to be doing. This is how I'm going to impact, and and that, but that had to come out of breeding ground of taking a minute to to observe what's going on around us. And and when I say so, when I talk about healing, one of the things I'm that I'm noticing is we are taking better care of ourselves as individuals. We're taking more walks, getting more exercise, we may hopefully eating better. We're connecting with our family and friends and loved ones and with the things and values that matter yeah. to us. I think we're seeing a fundamental, I've already, I've already seen a fundamental shift of what we value as individuals and as people. And it's not so much the material things that we've been focused on for decades. Right. <laughs> it's about the human connection. Right. Right. Yeah, and it is, it's really, um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's changed the pace. Cause I, I feel like I've definitely, you know, jumped into working on this with people. And at the same time, I still have so much quiet time every day. You know, I still am taking much more time to meditate than I ever have before, exercise, cook, go on walks, you know, just do those things and have a, a mindfulness about every activity in life that before you know, I hardly even thought about it. It's like, oh, just make dinner before I have to go do this thing. There wasn't as much of a thoughtfulness about it. You know, so even though there, I've, you know, kind of jumped into action in a sense, I still feel like it's bookended every day by immense time of quiet, which to me, I'm now wondering how I lived so much of my life without it, because that's where so much of like the creative energy comes from. I'm like, how, how have I done this before? Um, and that I want to keep that. I think that's going to be a real kind of test we're given when we're when things go back to normal um of you know what yeah. I saw the other day of like you know as we're all in the hurry to rush back to normal consider what normal is worth rushing back to I you know that. what is telling us yeah about what we can get rid of and I can see so many things in my life that oh I don't need that anymore I don't need that anymore that was just a distraction from this greater commitment that I have you know, and I would never have seen that if it wasn't for like the forced 
quiet that now I'm going to intentionally adopt, you know, and have it be intentional, not just forced, you know, and I think there's that opportunity for every person on the planet to do that in their own unique way and get whatever, you know, have their own transformation of sorts, you know, and it's going to look different for everyone. Um, but it, and when you look at it that way, this is a huge gift we've been given, you know, to take that and prioritize and I don't know, really be like, okay, what is going to be my impact on the world going to be? And how am I going to create that? We now don't have the distractions keeping us from doing that, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I was reading something the other day about, it was a, you know, a meme and it was something to the effect of um, still requesting more quiet, even in this time of quiet like more time to myself and, and from the point of view of an introvert. Now I don't consider myself an introvert yet. I so identified with that statement and with that thought is, yeah, um, you know, work has slowed down for me tremendously and I have a lot more quiet time and you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate. I, I want to count, I don't need to just, I am so grateful for everything I have. I have a roof over my head. I have food in the pantry. I have a five-year-old that I share time with his dad. And so I do have an abundant more amount of time for me to work on the projects that make an impact for me and to my community around me. And yet I'm still like, oh, I'm craving more of this quiet time. Okay. <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. That's where, I mean, this is, that's where like today's show came from because, you know, historically I've, I've interviewed entrepreneurs about what took their leap of faith in creating a business. I really wanted to shift it because I wanted it to be something that meant to me today. And that, yeah. and that was about how can we impact what's happening in this world right this minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a big part of that that I'm looking at too is like, okay, so there's all these things that we're creating right now. I mean, there's, literally maybe limitless initiatives out there to aiming to support people in different portions of our community, which is amazing. And what I want to see as, you know, come July, August, I don't, I, who knows what sort of timeline we're looking at for this sort of thing. Um, but how do we take some of the mindfulness and the intentionality that we're seeing right now from people and continue that, you know, and really, and really not have it just be like, oh yeah, back when I meditated during quarantine, but like really have it be like a, pre and meditation isn't necessarily something everyone has to do. I'm not saying that's like everyone needs to, but whatever way people can connect to themselves and what's important to them, whatever method they choose to do that in, not having that be a thing that fades away once our quarantine's over. But you know, if we all pull that into life after this, imagine the world we'd be living in. Yeah. I mean, Imagine, and, and again, I don't want to diminish, there are people in quarantine right now who are not having this sense of calm that I'm having. And I, you know, I invite any of them to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to anybody. Um, so I know yeah. there's the opposite of the spectrum that, again, I want to be compassionate towards. Um, but just, you know, developing an, an empowering way to be a part of this. And, you know, how, how can I come out of this, you know, maybe I went into this a little caterpillar in a cocoon, I'm coming out of this a butterfly, you know, <laughs> like how, what actions am I taking to do that? Um, I think it's something all of us can take on in our own time, in our own way. Um, and imagine the world if we all did that. I mean, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I think we're going to see it very soon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why I have some peace around this because to me, that's exciting to see people, you know, just 
grow in ways they never saw themselves growing, to find peace in ways they never found peace. Like for every human to have that opportunity is, is really incredible, you know? And I know there's sometimes barriers to experiencing that. And again, I don't want to diminish those that people are experiencing, but I think there's an opportunity. What I see the barrier, when you say the word barrier, that is the opportunity to, to shift and look in a different direction because the barrier means that that's not the path for right. you or for the situation. That's not to mean that's not a path for somebody else. It just means that there's a larger, there's a larger thing at play here, right? And, and the barriers are put there so that you sometimes may need to force yourself to look in a different direction because you've been so busy running, running, running in one direction. And right. you live at a very, in our society, we live this very busy hustle bustle life and we valued for so long the run, 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 right? Go to work, we've got to work out, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, blah, blah, blah. And, and every night I've got to have it scheduled, or right? if I have my kid, I've got to get them to their ABCD thing. Right. And, and now it's like, oh, let's just take this moment to, to find ourselves and find peace with ourselves. I, I found, um, myself in a lot of conversations with myself and with other friends of mine that are extroverts that we're all kind of saying we're, we're like kind of like oh this is a struggling a little bit yeah struggling <laughs> with being still with ourselves because guess what sometimes it's not so much fun <laughs> I, I mean i love it and hate it i'm not going to here i say i don't but this is yeah. not an opportunity not being breathing front of it but then what burns from that is like exactly why we're having this conversation like you got to learn for yourself what makes sense to you yeah yeah and i mean i'm guilty as the next person like i've had many people in my life just how fast i move through life say oh well what are you running from you know like what are you running from you only move that fast because you're running from something so i'm i'm not trying to say i'm I'm not that way. I've been that way my entire life, <laughs> you know, and I, to an extent I, I can still find a thousand and one ways to make myself busy here at home if I want to, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not this. Um, but in this process, I have, you know, just had the time to be intentional about this and like, Oh, why am I just zoning out in front of my phone right now? Why am I doing that? Like, what am I avoiding right now? And what, what is something else I could be doing? And out of, you know, having that intentionality and not even the noise of, a, a phone app um all of a sudden it was it would be almost amazing like this little a little light bulb that would go off and it's like oh my god I, I never would have that would never would have come to me if i had just been distracting myself consistently you know and that's what a lot of my life up until now has been is just distracting myself even if the world the universe trying to tell me something i'm like yeah, no no thanks thanks got my thing i'm doing thanks bye um and now, like it's just such a gift to see like things are coming at us all the time. The universe is always trying to tell us like, Hey, over here, you who over here, we just are not, like you said, we're a hustle bustle society. We don't listen. I've never really listened, you know, up until this, this is a very new experience for me. And it's just been so fruitful in the last two weeks. I'm like, Oh my God, why haven't I done this more in my last 30 years? You know? So it, it's still a practice for me to make this intentional in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm definitely committed to it because I just see so much value. It, it's it's a whole new world. <laughs> so so um, to, yeah. get, to kind of getting back to the, the partnership, um, what what's enacted right now? What are you guys doing today, and what and how can we support you and support this cause? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. We have um, up on the Same Plate website, www.thesameplate.com, there's a donate link, and it takes you to the PayPal of the CityCraft Foundation, who I've, I've partnered with on this. So all donations go in there, um, where we're tracking everything that's coming in. Um, and then we have a rotation currently for Monday, Wednesday, Friday every week uh, during the morning and the lunchtime. Um, we've worked with the hospitals to figure out like the shift changes and which people can most benefits them to have food there. Um, but usually the morning and the afternoon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, we're taking meals. So far we've taken them to St. Anthony's. This coming two weeks, we're gonna also start taking them to Rose Hospital as well. Um, and we have a couple of restaurants we've been working with and we're bringing in new ones as well. You know, some of the ones I used for the same plate events, um, some ones that are kind of local around me here. Um, all of them are, I guess, the requirement is that they are local restaurants that could really use additional business where we are kind of staying away from chain restaurants that have a little bit more um, of a buffer for them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's right now we're kind of just collecting those donations, looking at what's coming in, what, how many meals we can pay for that week. Um, and it's, it's kind of just a, a growing process, you know, as, as more money comes in, we'd love to take more meals to more, more staff at more times or more hospitals. Um, but that's kind of a work in progress, you know, just to see how it ends up growing. Um, but also, you know, if there's people, monetary donations, I know are not always, you know, the, the easiest thing for people to give right now. So I don't want to discount other ways people can contribute if they have, you know, restaurants near them that they think could benefit if they are 100% sure that they are healthy and want to help deliver. Um, that would be we could talk about that as well. I do want to put an emphasis on, you know, being 100% sure that you're healthy. We don't want to be taking anything into the hospitals that are treating people. Um, but there's other ways people can be involved. And if you go on the same plate website, there's my email there. So people can contact me if they, you know, want to contribute or just have an idea or, or anything. I'm, I'm really open to talk to anyone because I'm learning as we go as well. I'm just excited for other people's ideas that I haven't thought of. So anyone and everyone I'm happy to talk to, you know, as we just see how this develops. Yeah. Are you accepting of volunteers to help deliver with delivery as well? Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're healthy, you know, okay. if they have any, any potential exposure, um, I would just kindly request they stay at home and maybe root for us from, from the sidelines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would appreciate that as well. Uh, but yeah, if people are healthy, if they've been pretty quarantined for a while and have no really no risk, um, that would be great for people to help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, I love yeah. it. Kayla, and thank you so, so very much for being on the show today. And thank you for, for all the efforts that you're making. And like I said, I sat, I sat in this space too, right? The first couple of weeks and um, scratching my head is what, what impact can I make? And yeah. this was, this felt right to me was to be able to highlight people's stories and let them share what they're doing because Ultimately, the more that people get to know about what your actions you're taking, what actions there are other members in our community that are doing things just like this, not specifically this, but taking other, creating new opportunities to impact the community around them. That's what I wanted. That's what I'm going to highlight because we're all in it together. And that human connection, that human spirit is what's going to keep us moving through all of this. We're not, we're not social distancing. We're just physically distancing yeah we're structurally distanced i've heard that when you so yeah. this, this this piece of staying connected is so so important um yeah. now more so than ever 
Totally. totally. And then, yeah, anyone, like, I'm happy to have people lean on me if they're having a hard time right now, because I do have gratitude for being in a fairly good place mentally and emotionally and all of that. So I'm happy to offer that to people as well if that, if, you know, they need that. You know, we're not, none of us are doing this alone, you know, and sometimes we're down here and sometimes we're up here and we, we take places, we take turns in these places, right? So we can support each other. That's, <laughs> so, you know, find those people who can, you know, offer some of what they have and know that you'll be able to return it someday. You know, I think we're in a really great time to just be filled with compassion and connection with people, even though everyone's far away. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all that computer screen away. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, you're like right in front of me. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Kayla, thank you so much. And I will leave all the details um, in the notes as well. Perfect. Yes. Thank you, Jocelyn. It was so great to chat with you. I can't wait to see some of the other initiatives that get highlighted. And um, yeah, we're, we're getting through this. Absolutely. Me too. I'm excited to see what comes. Yeah. Thanks, Jocelyn. Have a great night. You too.